Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've been we've become known for our commissioning over the years. Got together to start a podcast, help other commissioners out, and league mates and everyone. We help everyone out here. Uh, if you're new to the show, all episodes are pretty evergreen, which means you can do what a ton of people do. Go back, listen to them all, binge them. A lot of people did that in 2021. It's just impressive looking at the numbers that people still continue to listen to our early episodes. They're 20, 30 minutes, and you can binge them easily. Go do it. Uh, what we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, cool settings people send us. Uh, go over our own ideas we've had over the years or ones we just came up with yesterday. Who knows? Uh, we answer nearly every single email we get. You can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan, my man. Uh, I kind of hey, like hey. that we got this. Yeah, I kind of like this uh, offseason. Uh, there's so much going on at all times. Here we are doing our little evergreen uh, commissioner show, but there's so much fun news all the time. It's hard not to start talking about it on a show. Oh, no, we do this. Uh... We do the show in the off season. We take the regular season off because there's there's so much going on during the regular season that we need a little break. And uh, mm-hmm. and now there's so much going on right now. But we're we're plugging along. It's uh, it's great for fantasy players, for for dynasty players, for commissioners, mm-hmm. uh, and for football fans in general. Yep, absolutely. So let's uh, let's get started with the first uh, question. Do you want to take that? Ryan looks like it's from Victor in San Diego. Yep, I got it. Victor says, last year I was the champion of our league, back-to-back titles. Good job, Victor. When it was time to collect payout, the commission informed me that I would not get the full amount as he had not collected all league fees through (laughs) league safe. So this is less of a question, more of a bad commission story. Yeah, they're off to a bad start. Uh, Some of those teams were not returning and therefore not paying. In my opinion, it is, uh, it's the commission's responsibility to collect fees, and if they fail to do so, then they should be the ones to eat the cost for failing to do so. Since the commission was not in agreement, I made the suggestion that I should not have to pay for future years to cover the portion of the lost payout for his mistake. That seems very fair. Mm-hmm. That is fair. He then went on to say that that wouldn't be fair for future champions. In my opinion, a future champion would go in knowing that the entire pot was short because of what happened in 2021, but he was totally against it. I ended up leaving the league once I got my partial payout. Uh, I'm in too many leagues to be dealing with stuff like this. How should uh, how should league fee issues like this be handled? Thank you for your time and input. I like uh, they left the league. We, that's a recommendation we get would give all the time when you hit these commissions because there's yeah. too many leagues that have good commissions. Absolutely, that's that's the default uh, suggestion from this show. So I'm glad Victor has already done that. Uh, and he's totally right. I mean, it is the commissioner's responsibility to mm-hmm. uh, to collect those fees, and especially if you're using LeagueSafe, they make it so easy. Scott, I think we talked about it on the last episode. I I finally made the switch to uh, LeagueSafe, and it's one of those things I wish I'd done years before. Yeah. Uh, it, it's made already made my life so much easier, and I know in in a year from now or in several months from now, when it's time to do payouts, I already know it's, it's going to be such an easy process, but I mean, you can set due dates on there. You can have league safe, remind the, yeah. the manager. It'll, it'll auto remind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to do really anything as commissioner. 
to to get that going. So I feel like I need to play these clips for uh, the people at League Safe and be like, "Hey, you should uh, sponsor this podcast with the amount of words we're giving you here." I, I think so. That's <laughs> <good idea. laughs> this is unpaid. <laughs> oh man, let's get paid, Ryan. <laughs> we need to. We need to. Um, yeah, I mean, Victor is one hundred percent in the right here. I I liked his suggestion about. Um, Essentially kicking the can down the road, honestly. Um, Yeah. But it it made sense in this case that that both kind of both sides could um, get theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Then everybody goes into next year knowing the pot's a little bit short on it because, yeah, I I think that was a fair suggestion. Um, Yeah. uh, You you would think a reasonable commission would have been like, yeah, I get that. You know, like. Maybe the type of commish that um, fails to collect money, which happens. I, I get that. But also says, yeah, I'm. <laughs> you're going to deal with the punishment of me failing to collect money. If you're that kind of commish, I can see them not being responsive to a solution. Yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's a frustrating one. Yeah, that's a bad commish story. You ever um, been in that situation, Ryan, where you forgot to collect one of the fees? And uh, I have had that where... Um, where I forgot to collect or, or honestly just did not collect market correctly. Trade fees. Yeah. Trade yeah. fees is because in, in my leagues, if you trade a future first rounder, it's not for all draft picks, but if you trade a future first rounder, right. you have to pay uh, your S to pay half of the league fees for that year that you traded. Right. And, um, you know, there, there've been a couple times, honestly, where I just didn't do that. And then that manager, ended up leaving the league and um yeah there's been times right there's been times when they have um understood and and paid half and then left anyway and there have been times where people have just refused to pay and um i mean that stinks for me and and for the managers in my league really just for me because i did pay it out of my pocket um anytime i've had an instance not that specifically but even like in this story, there there have been a few times where I marked it wrong or just didn't see it or whatever. Um, thought thought it was paid, and I just cover it. That's I feel like that's just he's right. the The commission needs to cover that, or probably should cover that, and the someone who winning the league should not be uh, penalized <laughs> for for that unless they go in knowing it, like he yeah. mentioned. Yeah, you, I feel like I interrupted you there. Did you have more there? Uh, no, I, I was. I'm just thinking, I, I wonder if this commissioner, whoever got second place, was their, uh, was their cut affected as well? I mean, did he figure out some kind of percentage or did he just yeah. take it all off the top with well, the that is interesting. champion? Yeah. We'll probably never know, but that yeah. was, a, that was a bad one. Yep. Not, not a, doesn't sound like the, the best of commissions there. Um, all right. Robbie from Topeka, Kansas has an email. Was listening to the podcast, learning a lot. You guys were talking about the end of a dynasty league being inevitable. Oh man, I got to get into pigs here <laughs> and how to end it. During the podcast, you brought up partnering for the whole year to keep the worst team still active. What about a hybrid of that? With a redraft feel, they partner off, like you said, but those two teams go into a pool and they draft back and forth with a better team getting the choice of the first or second than snake like redraft. So basically, he's saying, why don't you take the one team and the 12 team and do a dispersal between those and the two and the 11 do a dispersal through those and shake up the teams like that. Um, 
it seems like an awful lot of work uh, <laughs> to end a league like that. And also, if it's a dynasty league, like you almost I, I I I I can't see a dynasty manager who's like the leagues at the end be like, yeah, I'm just gonna drop my team and just redraft a team. You know what I mean? Like it, you've built this team up, you kind of want to end with it. Um, yeah, and that's I mean that's one of the problems. It's an interesting suggestion, definitely, Robbie. I just I just don't know that owners would go for it. I mean that's one of the problems with with a lot of these ideas in general. That uh, oftentimes one of the reasons you would end a league um, in the first place is inactivity. Um, right. So to get everybody on board with this, not only with the with with being okay with it, but just with actually doing it with. Um, getting the drafts completed. And I mean, you're talking about, I think in, in Robbie's example, you're talking about six different drafts and then you're yeah. moving players around. And um, I, I do like the idea. I just think that if you're already struggling with inactive managers, which is probably the case, yeah, it's, it's at least pretty likely the case. If you're, um, if you're ending the league, then this, this may be a tough path to go down. Yep. He does mention this would help the teams that might want to back out from that final year, but it also very could upset the teams that are giving up something they've worked so hard for. And I think that second yeah. part is going to be too big of a hurdle for most leagues. Um, look forward to what you guys think. Robbie from Topeka. Thanks for, thanks for the question. It, it's going to lead me into mentioning pigs for a second. I set, I, I put forth the end game, Ryan in pigs. Oh, you did. Yep i uh, I had the league uh, put message of the league. There, there's a vote going on whether we should just start it now or or play out this fall season. I'll replace teams and then and then end it. Um, and what I've learned through talking to people in it is that it was absolutely the right call to <laughs> to call today on the pigs leagues. Okay. Um, but it also makes me wonder if there's just really no good way to end a league and have yeah. it be fun. And maybe you should just kill off leagues because this is a pretty cool way to do it that I'm doing it. You know, the teams that leave, will just have all their players drop and we'll do uh we'll do, you know, dispersals and have, have those players go to the, the other teams, you know, just make some super teams and, and play it out till it's done. Um, but there are teams that are in too big, too big of a rebuild. And they, they just kind of want out. And then uh, there are a bunch of teams that just haven't even noticed. They're so inactive. They haven't even noticed that this oh, is going on yet. That's a bad um, Too high of a percentage, honestly, <laughs> which, which has led to a few people to message me that, yeah, you probably made the right call because in one of the chats for one of the leagues, one of the pigs leagues, it hasn't even been mentioned yet in the league chat. Oh, <laughs> and in another well, of the league chat, it took a couple days before it got mentioned. I mean, so that, that at tells least you, tells you, yeah, that at least tells you you're you probably made the right decision. Well, I had looked um, at the activity level, the trade trading level, how much that had gone down. Like I'd looked to see if people were missing lineups. Like I'm like, there's a percentage of these leagues that are kind of just going through the motions anyway. So well, I think it tells you, and, and I know um, I mean those leagues at one point and, and not all that long ago were just about the most active leagues you could find, Absolutely. whether you're judging we would by, have a hundred trades in a weekend, right? Whether you're judging by, yeah. by trades going down by um, just 
chats and, and, and activity and chat, there. Yeah. Uh, They're crazy. The, right. The lack of turnover from year to year, like by all those measures, yep. this was just one of the best leagues out there. Yep. And it really shows you that it's so hard to maintain that level of activity for. Yeah, we're for seven plus years year in year. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this is the year that a lot of the original teams started leaving. Mm. So I I knew I knew once that started happening that yeah, it's time and di- that's going to happen with dynasty leagues. You had it happen with hyperactives. Like Yep. It's just there's a time. Um Absolutely. but like where I was going is it made me realize that even with a really fun creative end there's still like maybe there's just no good end. Maybe I should have just ended them. But there are people there are enough people that want to play it out and you know, see this through. So, yeah, I mean, that's the point I got to with the hyperactive leagues and those, those had gone 10 plus years at that point a year yep. ago when I, when I ended them and I did, I've said it on here before and I've told you before privately, I felt so bad for ending those leagues. Yep. Um, you always do with, with relatively little notice, but uh, because there were teams building for the future, there were teams with a lot of, draft picks in the upcoming year or years. Um, But there's all, there's always going to be that like, that's always going to be the case uh, in a dynasty leagues. And and I I think I'm with you. I'm not sure there's a great way to end a dynasty league that everybody is going to, going to go away feeling good about. Yep. I, I agree. It's, it sucks, but it might be the case. Uh, if you have ideas, email us, please. We would love to hear them. Email your ideas. Let's get more emails. We, we still have a ton of emails to go through, but uh, let, let's, let's get, let's get more emails in here. Commissionpod at gmail.com. Ryan, you want to go over the next one here? Yeah. Do it. You can, you can read it. Yeah. This is from Nate from Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Stur- hmm. Sturbridge, Sturbridge, Mass. Sturbridge. Uh, is that says, the home of the old Sturbridge Village, right next to the Treehouse Brewing? It, mu- it must be. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> it's it, it's never in the, <laughs> in the email. Nate, sounded so smart. <clears throat> Nate says, "I'm commissioning my first Dynasty League this year, working on the bylaws in order to keep things a little fresh. I was looking for a way to realign our four divisions of three teams each year." Uh, should I just go random? That seems kind of boring. A league mm. mate suggesting allowing the division winners stay in their division, but the uh, but the other teams move around. This allows the division winners some control over their I division. Like it. Then it hit me: What if the division winners get to draft their division? Oh, I like it more. The eight <laughs> non-division winners get selected by division winners in reverse order of finish. What do you think? Can you see any obvious drawbacks to this? Thanks for the pod. Keep up the good work. Oh no, uh, I love it. I, I I'm just gonna jump in this? here. No, I have never done this. Oh, I have done this. I've done have this you? one. Yeah. I feel like not only will it even out the divisions by strength, because obviously the division champs will try to take teams they think they could beat, it'll also create rivalries. Like that's the first thing that hits my head. I I love this. I have not done this, but you have. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, exactly what um, what Nate outlines here is what we did, and it it was a blast. It was always a fun wrinkle to the off season. Uh-huh. This was in a pretty, uh, you know, pretty typical dynasty league several years ago. So um, the off season tended to go through quiet stretches. You know, it's it's not like. Um, 
pigs or, or, or kitchen sink where you're having auctions and, and yeah, all kinds of drafts and free agency and all that kind of stuff in the off season. Um, so it was, it was something to do. Uh, right. you know, it put it, put an event on the, on the off season calendar and, and what you suggested is exactly what happened. You know, that some rivalries were created, right. uh, some, some, uh, good hearted trash talk was, was had. And yeah, it was, it was a fun, uh, a fun way to do it. He asked for um, drawbacks. Really? I, I don't think there's any, I mean, at this point I would say I prefer no divisions, just one 12 person division uh, or, yeah. you know, kind of everybody together. Um, but as long as you're okay with not doing that, if, if you're good with having divisions, I, I like doing this. Yeah, I, the the closest thing I've done to this is we my home league for many years uh, we don't anymore, but for many years we did rivalry trophies, hmm. um, and so we would draft each other. You know, worst to first, you'd draft someone, and that would be the team you would play for that rivalry trophy that year. There was uh, you know added pod and little like the duct tape trophy and the the diehard trophy. <laughs> like we had li- we had little trophy things, right? Um, uh, the Scotch trophy anyway. Uh, and because of how the schedule random schedule sets up who the, if you drafted someone, you would automatically not be in their division because you wanted to only play them once a year. So the drafting division, drafting rivals created the divisions because you know, you'd have to have everybody on one side or the other. Um, but this, this sounds pretty cool. I, I, yeah, I don't see any drawbacks, but I've just learned of this now. So, <laughs> yeah, we actually did it with kitchen, uh, kitchen sink five or kitchen cinco. Uh, okay. we had, we have four, we had 48 teams total. So we were going to do four 12 team mm. conferences. I and, do remember this. Yes. I do remember this now. I wasn't in that, but I remember it going on. Yeah. My original plan was to, um, to redo that every off season we, we ended up not being able to do that because of um, multiple copy of players and some MFL settings and rules. And uh, basically it just didn't work out, unfortunately, the way I, I envisioned it. But that first one was, was fun where we, we yeah. got, uh, we got four kitchen sink veterans, four uh, people who were in um, all of the KS leagues. And, and I was one of those, of course, we, we right. participated in that, that manager draft. And, uh, that was fun for sure. Very, very awesome. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, let's hit one more question before we get on out of here for this week, Ryan, I'm sure you, this is from Steven from Deerfield, Illinois, or Steven Deerfield from Illinois. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think? Um, I'm going, I think he's from Deerfield. I, I agree. Steven from Deerfield. Maybe it's Steven Deerfield from Deerfield, Illinois. He's Mr. Deerfield. He He's the wow, mayor. Maybe. <laughs> Steven from Deerfield, Illinois. <clears throat> I'm sure you get this a few times, a few of the same qu- similar question. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but curious to hear your thoughts. Here's an example for my question. Uh, the night before the Acres news, a manager sent an offer for Acres. Then immediately after the news broke, less than two minutes, yikes, uh, the current Acres owner accepted the trade. He admits he saw the other offer, be- the offer before the news broke, but claims he hadn't made up his mind should the trade be overturned. So we're talking about your basic, there's a trade offer hanging out there. 
news breaks like an injury or like a criminal thing or like a legal thing or whatever, like some kind of major news that majorly affects a player's value. But the trade was out there before that person sees the news. They go and quickly accept the trade. Should that be overturned is the basic. Um, First off, you should probably throw something about this in your bylaws, but it is a lot of gray area, even in your bylaws. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, and <clears throat> ultimately, you just can't you can't account for everything in, in your in your rules and bylaws, right? There's going to right. be situations that pop up that either you just simply didn't think of, or that they're they're fairly rare. So, I mean, my my thought in, just goes back to the for the good of the league rule or. Or, or mindset as far as the com- the commissioner's role. So I would say this should be overturned. I would overturn it. Um, mm-hmm. It's also the responsibility of, of the manager to, to pull those trades. And um, again, I think Steven mentions here that the other guy jumps right in there, you know, less than two minutes after this, this news breaks to, to take advantage of, <clears throat> of the trade offer. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly though, I just, I don't really want to play in leagues right. with, those, with those people. You know, I mean, yeah, this is this is still a fun game, and you want. I mean, when you're in the dynasty league, hopefully it's it's for the long term, and even if the long term is three years or five years or whatever, um, you know, you kind of want to build those uh, build somewhat of a sense of of trust between managers that you're able to continue to. Uh, make the league the best it can be. Continue to hopefully pull off of the trades. I mean, if if this happens in my league, nope, nobody's trading with that guy, right? Nobody's exactly. even sending him yeah. offers anymore. So you're kind of yeah. you're, you're kind of hurting yourself by by pulling that move, and you're certainly hurting your reputation. Yeah, pretty much all the same for me. It's I don't want to play with those people. I think a lot of people don't want to play with those people. If, if that goes down in a league, I would consider not being part of that league if you don't know the people very well in the first place, like if it's an expendable league, not like a friends and family thing. On the commissioner side, like all my personal leagues, that's the kind of thing I would, I would overturn. I'd be like, this is the basic spirit of the trade. The spirit of the trade offer was assuming this level of value, and this was a major news break in your kind of a – kind of a jerk (laughs) for for doing this i I, exactly yeah um i don't think safe leagues actually has anything on the books and the bylaws for this i feel safe leagues we deal with you know lawyers and compliance and a lot of stuff like that we try to avoid gray area as much as possible and that would require okay what level of news you know like does it have to be out for the season? Does it have to be like what, yeah. like what level does that hit? And so I, I don't think, but I will, I will say one guy, we did have one guy do this to another team and they absolutely refused to do it back. Um, even though the league was like, come on, man. And we blocked them from ever buying new teams in our leagues. Cause I'm like, I just don't want that guy in my leagues anymore. So he's got his one team and he can stick with that one team and just never play in any more of our leagues. Nice. So um, you better enjoy that one. I mean, that goes right along with the, nobody wants to trade with you. Like you do that kind of stuff. There are consequences generally, you know, if you're that type of person. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, hope you win that one year because if you don't, <laughs> you've made a whole lot of enemies and even the commissioner is an enemy um, all for one trade that may or may not work out. Um, but yeah, my personal leagues, I'm overturning that. So Same. Um, anyway, that's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on, if it's like Spotify or iHeart or um Apple, Apple iTunes. What is it? Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I think it's Apple Podcasts. I don't know. What That's it is. where we're at with it. Changes. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your league mates. Tell your commissioners about our show. Follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.